Time, bitches. Only three more weeks till Bazoween. The biological clock is ticking. Be in front of your podcast listening devices for the sexy horrorthon, and remember the big fingering at nine. Don't miss it, and don't forget to wear your regulation podcast under the stairs crotchless undergarments. The biological clock is ticking. It's almost time to get fingered. podcast is not safe for work and will feature movie spoilers. It will feature scenes described of a graphic nature. It will contain language which most listeners may find offensive. Welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. Hi everyone and welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. This is bonus episode 282. I'm your host Duncan McLeish. Welcome to the show. Up on this bonus episode it is another Saturday listener choice extravaganza for your ear holes. You guys selected available on Shudder in the UK, lovely Molly from 2011, directed by Eduardo Sanchez, he of Blair Witch fame. That review will be coming right up after the first break. But before we get to that, as always, let's catch up with where we are under the stairs. This is your third of four planned episodes. The fourth one drops tomorrow. This one will feature a review of 1984's The Mutilator as part of our Arrow video assortment series of reviews. So that will be with you tomorrow. Then Monday, the summer series trundles on into its second to last week as we look at what will be the first of a double bill of summer episodes dropping on that week. The first one on Monday we'll be looking at 2007. Then swinging into our Thursday episode it is a little bonus review of a brand new horror film in the UK called Becky. That movie will be coming out the following week officially for you guys to check out so our review will be dropping just a little bit in advance of that. We will then be doing a summer series episode on the Saturday 
That will be featuring the year 2008, the penultimate one in the series. Then, on Sunday, 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 it is the 88 Films Italian Collection series of reviews looking at Paranoia. And that will bring us to a nice close on that particular series. Oh, there we go. That's us all caught up there on the Teapots Collective. Coming your way on Monday is the next instalment of Chronicle. Coming the end of next week, we'll be prepared to begin with Jallo. In between that, we will be bidding adieu to our good buddy Watson as he farewell and departs from Opera Omnia. We will miss him very much. But now that Ben Wheatley has announced that his new movie is definitely coming to Netflix and we've got a trailer, Watson will be back very soon to do a little addendum to Opera Omnia Season 1. Season 2 will be kicking off at the end of the month with Richard Glenn Smith of Hello, This Is The Doom Show as we look four-part series of Opera Omnia Season 2 at Peter Strickland. Right, ladies and gents, I'm going to take a very short break just now. You're going to hear promos for shows that I love. You're going to hear the trailer for 2011's Lovely Molly. When we return, we're discussing that movie right after this. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. And while Witch didn't make it to the top of the world, he did make the Gangs of Hollywood podcast. So join the gang and enjoy a movie review podcast about movie gangs, gangsters, mobsters, and the mayhem they cause. You can find GOH Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at GOHpod at www.gohpod.com as well as your favorite podcast listening app. And remember, say hello to your little friend for me. We should have sold that one, Dad. It's probably just some neighborhood kids. You're gonna be all right, Mrs. Reynolds. psychiatric consultation. What if she becomes dangerous? He's alive. We gotta get you out of this house.
and welcome back. So you've just heard the trailer for Lovely Molly from 2011. This one is directed by Eduardo Sanchez. This one is co-written by Eduardo Sanchez and Jamie Nash. The movie itself stars Gretchen Lodge, Johnny Lewis, Alexandra Holden, Field Blaveout, Ken Arnold, Tara Garwood, Camilla Zadi Bennett, Kev Murray, Doug Roberts, Dan Manning, Daniel Ross, Brandon Thane Wilson, Buss Howard, Josh Jones and Bethany Hoffman. The synopsis for this one is listed on IMDb as newlywed Molly moves into her deceased father's house in the countryside where painful memories soon begin to haunt her. So I saw this movie when it came out in the UK. So that would have been what, circa 2012, late 2012, early 2013? Um, it finally made its way over here and I was mostly interested because of its pedigree. This was coming from Eduardo Sanchez, director of the Blair Witch Project, a movie that if you've been listening to the show for a while you know that I think is fucking awesome and there was kind of hints of kind of camera footage interspersed in the trailer so I thought this isn't quite found footage it's kind of also like a movie but the camera movement feels like it's maybe shot in a way which is to give it a bit of realism this could be really cool and then I found out a little bit more about it to do with the fact that it was this uh, is she being haunted or isn't she being haunted kind of character study of addiction uh, and the way it manifests so I was in and I saw the movie and I did not like it uh, I thought it was bad was the word that kind of sprung to mind when I put it on the list to revisit. Now, in the interim, plenty of reviews out there from people kind of praising this one, giving it generally good reviews. And I've always been curious to come back and check it out. I've never had the motivation to do it. There's tons of movies out there that I've never seen before and that I really want to go back and check out a movie that I thought was blanket bad. Now, the reason it kind of actually did make the list is that there's another movie recently discussed on the summer series, which that episode is out, by the way, it dropped on Monday, where a certain Hills of I remake was a movie that I considered not a great movie, tantamount to bad. And revisiting it with a fresh pair of eyes in 2020, actually really rather enjoying it. So, enough time has passed here, almost a decade, since this movie came out and as a result I feel now that I have moved on watched a ton more horror movies that it's maybe worthwhile to go back and check out Lovely Molly and that's why it went on the list that's why you guys chose it so I sat down to check it out so did it move at all? yes did it move greatly? kinda do I think it's an amazing movie? still no I still have some issues with this one but I certainly see it as being an interesting character study now more than I did before. I can look further into it and pick bits out. The kind of plot here is that we join actually in the opening scene, Molly herself trying to commit suicide but saying that she is unable to do so, uh, he won't let her and we then jump back to her wedding day and essentially she's just getting married to her new husband um, Tim and they are moving into what was her dad's old house, the old family house, which apparently has been left derelict what, since her dad died. Uh, she wasn't around when her dad did die. Uh, they move in 
and fuckery starts pretty much from the off. Um, the door opens downstairs, triggering the alarm. Weird noises can be heard around the property. Uh, she can hear voices that no one else appears to hear. And there's a malevolent presence about here. Um, Molly, who's played by Gretchen Lodge, who's really good in this, actually. She's she's the high watermark for me in terms of talent and interest here. Everyone else is kind of a superfluous character that's really here to essentially provide either exposition or, or fucking off or dying, essentially. Um, but Molly's husband, Tim, uh, is he long distance driver who is away for long periods of time. We find out that she used to be an addict. Um, Heroin, I believe, is what she used to take. And, you know, she's she's managed to turn her life around. Her sister, on the other hand, is a habitual pot smoker. And while Tim's away and weird things start happening around the house, she finds a taste through her sister for uh, marijuana again, which in movie logic, ultimately leads her right back on to taking heroin because that's how that works in movies. There's no, you know, like, a slow escalation. It's like, you know, you, you're you're on the marijuana and then you're straight on the heroin. No middle ground. It's a, an issue that I have with a lot of these movies, but we'll just skip by this one. Um, she's filming a lot of footage, but not really filming anything. And she's convinced herself she can see something. And... As her husband goes away more and more, she starts to lose the fabric of her reality as she's using more as well. And the movie posits the question that, is this in her head? Is this guilt? Is this the drugs themselves? Or is there actually the presence of her dead father? Or is this the guilt that she's lived with manifest? Um, We're going to get to a bit of all that, but the movie does wise to not steer into giving you an answer it leaves it fairly abstract as the movie's pretty much seen through Molly's eyes anyway and the camera this time being the reliable witness because the camera really only picks up what is actually real and when the camera's not on it's all kind of Molly's interpretation of what is actually happening Um, we find that she has been sexually abused by her dad pretty badly Um, and her essentially moving back into this house has dragged up those feelings the more wasted she gets on drugs, the more stronger that presence becomes and causes further issues. So um, so there's that as well, which I think is quite interesting. Um, I think in not doing that, it's a smart move by not you know, like steering into the obvious and giving you a, well, it's a, a demon movie or, well, it's a, you know, a, she's fucked up on drugs movie. Um, they give you an a kind of closing shot of Molly being led away, so to speak, by what appears to be a demonic entity, like the devil. And we're not sure if that's Molly that's seen that or if that's real. And I think, once again, that's a smart move. Um, She also seems to have, like, a weird knowledge of certain people's past here. Not only out with her... Her, um, her father's misdeeds to her, of which they get fairly graphic. There's a there's a kind of rape sequence here, which, when shown back in the camera, appears to be her violating herself. Um, but uh, the local pastor as well, the local priest, Pastor Bobby, um, has a bit of a past and uh, becomes victim and prey to... Um, 
to his sexual desire for Molly in a way where we see the body much later on bitten to almost pieces and stabbed in the back of the head with a screwdriver. At its best, what lovely Molly does is give a really interesting portrayal of grief, eh, trauma and drug addiction. Kind of how those three things superimposed could lead anyone to believe that from an outside perspective someone was seeing ghosts um, or genuinely, you know, suffering mental health issues. At its worst, it's kind of cheap in places um, and some of the acting out with Gretchen Lodge is pretty terrible. Johnny Lewis, who plays her husband, is not a great actor in this one and even when he has his mouth bit pretty much off, um, is still walking around behaving in a way which does not make sense to that character. Um, there's a bit of explanation and stuff, but it doesn't fully explain the ins and outs of what exactly happened to her father out with that her sister was behind his death. And there's a whole lot of inaction by characters which I felt would have been action in any other step. So this one doesn't have the found footage kind of trappings of, well, why are they still filming? Uh, but this one does have the trappings of there's a lot of people now involved with this and no one is phoned for medical assistance. So I find that a bit of a step too far to kind of deal with this. So, yeah, so I think it's filmed pretty well. It has a grainy, raw feel. I think the the film footage stuff, the camera work stuff here is good as a technique and it's not overused. I think the score for the movie is excellent. It kind of sits in the background hauntingly as a combination of actual score and sound effects. It's, it's, it's done really well. The sound design is great. The acting's a bit shit though. Um, and even the ending, the very end of this movie uh, doesn't need to happen. So the final sequence shouldn't happen at all. The movie should just end where it ends when she walks into the demon's arms. So yeah, I've come up a little bit on this one, more than I expected. I think now that I'm sitting, if you'd asked me at the start, I would have said this was about a 1.5. Uh, as it stands just now, I'm probably leaning more towards a 3.5 for Lovely Molly. So it has jumped up a whole two points. I do find it a lot more interesting um, as, a, as a kind of character piece now than I did before in such a way that something like the taking of Deborah Logan is an interesting way to look at dementia uh, as a kind of allegory for possession as well, or vice versa. found that quite interesting. And that's all I really have to say about this one. It is available on UK Shudder if you want to go and check it out. It's been out for a while. Chances are you've probably seen it. It was very popular when it came out. But yeah, a 3.5 out of 5 for Lovely Molly. I'm going to take my final break. When I come back, I'm closing the show right after this. You're listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. And you've been listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. This has been bonus episode 282. This has been a listener choice episode covering the movie Lovely Molly, exclusively available currently for streaming on Shudder. I don't think you can stream it anywhere else. 
I should really research before I say exclusively available, but it's available on Shudder in the UK right now. There's a multitude of ways to check out the show as always. Wherever you're listening to me right now, hit subscribe. That way you get access to the Teapots feed. Subscribe to the Teapots Collective feed and you get all the additional shows that I put out. Thus, you're subscribed to both feeds that have all my catalogue of work. It's the best way to support me and what I do. Visit the website, it's teapotscast.com. You can jump across to our merch page, which is teapotscast.bigcartel.com. You can check us out on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash teapotscast. Or alternatively, check out the Teapots Collective Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash teapotscast. Reach out and touch myself and the baz on the twin prongs of social media sexiness, Instagram and Twitter. Both can be followed at teapotscast. The podcast under the stairs can also be checked out on Flickchat. You can download Flickchat for Android and iOS free and our join code is TPUTSCAST. The podcast Under the Stairs will return to you tomorrow, dear listeners, as we run into another Arrow video assortment review, this time looking at the mutilator from 1984. But until then, whatever you are, what the time zone is and what you're up to in this big bad world of ours, please take care of yourselves out there. This is Duncan McLeish broadcasting live from Under the Stairs and I am signing off.